Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast daily and congratulations. You've made it to Freaky Friday. That's Berm. I'm Austin Ward. And not only that, this is the last week, last weekend you have to go through before Big Ten Media Days. And then the weekend after that, there's going to be Ohio State training camp. So, Berm, it's like the season is here. Yeah, this, I mean, we've talked about it in jest a few times, uh, but it feels like one of the longer off seasons I can remember uh, in the time I've been covering the team. And I don't know if it's because like, there's just been no bad news and nothing to like make things, you know, that you had to hyper-focus in on during the summer or whatever. But um, I'm glad football is back soon. I'm also like, man, I can't believe how like it's already August almost. And then you're like, my life is over for the next five months. So um, that part of it's unfortunate, but I guess we, uh, we make the sacrifices we make. Your life is over. You live for football season. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, but about. I mean, you know, like the life where you can like not have to worry about football season all the time. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice to like not be swarmed with things, but at the same time, it's like, man, okay, can we just get back for, for this purpose, for this show, especially because like how much stuff can we talk about? Well, I I scrolled around on some of the new improved legal gambling apps in Ohio to try and find some of those things to get us through. Um, and so I this think is that, a Freaky Friday. This is an official Freaky Friday without or like without a mailbag. This is just no mailbag r- riffing on what exactly we're riffing about, which I don't know what it is yet. So that's the fun part. That's where I like to keep you on your toes. Uh, Yes, and it is more like a bold peas Freaky Friday than a mailbag Friday because there is no mail. I just went around looking at some of the gambling lines that I thought were interesting. And one problem that I ran into, like there are a few for for those of you who don't know, you may have seen these on social media. If you follow anyone who covers Ohio State or college football in general, there are some gambling outlets that are much more active about sending out updated win totals, uh, interesting matchup lines. As soon as they come out, week 12, week 13 gambling lines for games of of rivalry interest. There's one outlet in particular that's very aggressive about doing that, uh, one gambling outfit, I should say. And they sent out a list, Berm, with player props for quarterbacks across the country. But they did not have any for Ohio State, which I thought was a ridiculous cop-out. Yeah, I mean, could they just put Ohio State quarterback or would they have to pick one? I, I don't know enough about how these things work on the back end, but could they just said Ohio State quarterback and and gone with that? Uh, probably not because, I mean, they could have done the combined position perhaps, but uh, like if you were trying to take a specific individual, I don't think they could set you up to take, well, whoever wins the starter, that will automatically become your wager. I think that would be too challenging and probably not legal but there are heisman odds for both kyle mccord and devin brown so it's not like yeah people are ruling out the possibility they could have leaned into one is what you're saying yeah and they or they could have done both they could have made them the exact same passing totals because what they have is like passing yardage you know a lot of them for you know caleb williams and drake may there's going to be over or under 3500 passing yards you know 30 touchdowns Ohio State's average production, throwing out the ridiculousness from Dwayne Haskins, they could have just taken that and put the, those odds for both Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. I don't. If you're trying to engage one of the largest fan bases in the country, you probably would want to do that. But 
I'm not an expert. Or, I'm just, or maybe they engaged one of the largest fan bases in the country by not putting an Ohio State quarterback on there in order to draw the ire of the fan base that is known Ooh. for uh, not letting anything slip past them and then uh, hyper-reacting. They got me. They got me on that one. Um, real gym. But so I, so I couldn't get into that. We could make them up, and maybe at the end of the show we will. Uh, but they were both listed in the Heisman, and you've already made a Heisman wager. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell people what that is? Um, yeah, I, I bet that Quinn Ewers will win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I just think he's going to have a monster year at Texas, and I, I mean, just because he's not at Ohio State, I, I it's I've never changed the fi- my opinion that his arm talent alone makes him one of the more special quarterbacks in the country. If he is as bought in as um, is coming from Austin, uh, from not you Austin, but Austin Texas, as far as what we hear from people about how he's recommitted himself to the game and and. To, to working on being physically more ready for the rigors of college football. Um, if he's able to do those things, I, I their offense, they have some very talented wide receivers. They're going to throw the ball a lot more without having Bijan Robinson um, and um, the other running back who got drafted, whose name is escaping me. I apologize. Um, uh, but it, they're going to don't cover the Texas. The, they're going to chuck the ball around the yard. Uh, that's for Ooh. sure. And uh, I think that I think Quinn's going to have if he can beat Alabama, which I know is a, is a big if. If they can he beat won't. Alabama, come on, burn. If they, they were they were very close to beating Alabama. Texas was very close to beating Alabama a year ago. He doesn't have to have 400 yards in that game. They just have to win it. If he can help lead them to a win against Alabama, which uh, this is expected to be one of the down teams for Nick Saban's uh, you know time at, at Alabama. Um, I I think the schedule sets up nicely for him to to put up some huge numbers and. Uh, people will be interested in what Quinn Ewers does. So um, I also bet you that he's going to be a first-round pick next year. So uh, I'm looking to cash in doubly on Quinn because I still believe in his talent uh, is 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 better than 99% of the, the quarterbacks in the country. What I like is that when you get ideas like that in your brain, you don't even check what the actual odds are. So you took appreciably worse odds on Quinn Ewers winning the Heisman against me than what you actually could have got just by opening your phone and i love it because it's more important I mean, I, to you i, 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 I did bragging make, rights. i did make that an actual wager on on the DraftKings okay. app as you know to try to cash in i think i i put in a wager at him on at plus 1600 so and that's gone down i think it's now like plus 1100 or something like that so i i, I like where i sit with that all right so let's just pretend that you don't have a quinn ewers bet the odds for the ohio state players Marvin Harrison has the best Heisman odds currently at plus 2,000. Kyle McCord checks in just behind him at plus 2,200. Travion Henderson is plus 3,000. And then Devin Brown, uh, kind of way back there in the long shots, or at least listed. Uh, if you're on the list, that doesn't make you a long shot because there are a 1,000 other players that aren't. But Devin Brown got plus 6,000 odds. Uh, would any of those tickle your fancy beyond Quinn yours? No, um, and and as as good as Marvin Harrison is, and we've talked so much about how he's not even a human being. Um, <laughs> one wide receiver has won the Heisman in the last thirty years, so uh, I don't know that it's a smart bet to put. Uh, and I get you know what was he plus two thousand? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it may be worth it at plus two thousand because everyone knows that the award is going to go to a quarterback. So unless Marvin does what Marvin does and, and puts up crazy highlight real catches and big numbers, but he does that splitting with the quarterbacks, I think maybe there's a shot if that's the case. If something happened at Ohio State where 
where Kyle and Devin had to split a lot of reps and, and it wasn't one quarterback accruing all the stats that Marvin is getting, then I think you could see that conversation. But if, if, if Marvin Harrison has 100 catches and 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns and one quarterback is doing that for Ohio State, that means that quarterback is probably throwing the ball for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and um, has, you know, Emeka Buka probably has 75 or 80 catches with another 1,000 yards. Like, I, I think people will always just give it to the quarterback. So um, I would put, I'd take Kyle McCord at plus 2,000 probably more than I would be Marvin Harrison if I were. I'm not a betting expert as we've established on this show, but I mean, Marvin at plus 2,000 is a, is, is a good value, I guess, because he he is the second best player in college football and maybe you know the he's the best non quarterback player in college football um so people are going to talk about him you know he's going to be a highlight reel every week but come on that's we two two I mean Tim Brown won the Heisman in what 1989 and Rocket Ishmael he didn't win the Heisman um he was up there one of those guys but I mean Devontae Smith in 2020 is the last one since the late 80s so it's not uh not common not very common at all and i think that's actually why i believe that there's currently good value on kyle mccord because i think there's probably a fair amount of people waiting to see who officially gets named the starter for ohio state in august and as has been documented pretty well throughout our coverage back in spring i think that it's close to inevitable that kyle mccord will be the starting quarterback for ohio state against indiana so i think maybe plus 2200 is likely to drop uh, by this time next month uh, or earlier if depending on whenever Ryan Day makes this decision when which we don't know when or if that would be uh, before the Indiana game uh, but at, to follow up on your point like Kyle McCord's numbers if they were good enough to help Marvin win the Heisman they would most likely surpass that adding in all the other touchdowns that would go uh, to Emeka Buka, Julian Fleming, Kate Stover you know on down the list and I I think that there's a decent chance that Kyle McCord, not to read too much into spring practices again, but there was a lot of concerted effort to have him carrying the football and finish off some drives in the red zone with his legs. I think he may be able to supplement his numbers there, not in terms of rushing yards, but rushing touchdowns that make him look uh, pretty attractive as a candidate. So uh, Amongst yeah, that list, Caleb, Caleb Williams doesn't have a lot of rushing yards. He just runs around like a crazy person <laughs> and finds a way to make plays. Like that's where I think Kyle, like if you put him head to head against Caleb Williams, I don't think it's a fair battle because Caleb Williams' highlight reel is going to draw Heisman attention. Where I think Drake May, Quinn Ewers, I, I, Kyle is much more in that lane. I think than than the human highlight reel that is Caleb Williams. But yeah, plus 22 is pretty good for, for the Ohio State quarterback right now, I, I'd imagine. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll stay there for long. Okay, so the others got kind of wild. And um, and it comes down to a lot of uncertainty, I think, between uh, those experts who are making the line about what to do with Ohio State and Michigan in November. Because there's pretty much every line, and all the ones I'm going to throw them out to you in a second here, Berm, they all suggest Ohio State is a better national title contender. They have slightly better odds to win the Big Ten. They have better odds to win the Big Ten East. But Michigan has better odds to have a perfect regular season. Um, but I still, you know, so they it's a interesting situation they've got because you can almost find odds to get whatever outcome you want between Ohio State and Michigan for the end of the season. But 
let's start with the simpler one, which is an over under, which is basically even money of 10 and a half wins, Berm. Um, this is the most challenging Ohio State schedule in a number of years for a number of reasons. Um, obviously, a, a lot of road games. Um, Penn State at home, but Penn State's pretty darn good. Um, at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Michigan. Um, there are going to be games that test this Ohio State team early and often this season. I, I actually think like Western Kentucky is going to score 40 points against Ohio State because of their offense and people are going to Ohio State will score maybe 80, but like I, I can see a situation where Western Kentucky's offense is so explosive and, and different than anyone you face that mm-hmm. they're, they're going to score a lot of points. People will freak out. People will see these things and wonder. Um, I'm going to say over on the 10 and a half wins. I think Ohio State, I, I, I have a tough time seeing them getting through this regular season unscathed. Let's just say that. I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not going to deep dive into which game I think they could stumble on right now because I think in some ways losing at Wisconsin makes it less likely that they lose at Michigan. So, I mean, there's there's all the way that these things work out, but uh, I'm still going to say over. I don't see them losing two regular season games. Yeah, I thought that the they might get sneaky, these sports books, and put the over-under line at 11 to capitalize on everyone trying to bet one way or the other and then reaping the benefits of both bets by winning there in the middle because – I think Ohio State is more likely than not to go 11-1 and in the regular season. I am not ready to sit here and say which one of those is going to be a loss at this point because, as you said, it could be any number of candidates. But once that happens, I find it unlikely that that would duplicate itself with a second regular season loss. I don't believe that that's going to happen for this team. And as we've witnessed in the past, they can lose once, and that could be outside the league to Notre Dame, or it could potentially even be in the last week of the regular season and still get into the college football playoff and be a national champion after that. I don't think they're going to lose twice. I think over is the play here. And I think that some of this is built in. It's You don't usually see maybe the third best team, which is what Ohio State has to win a national championship, the third best odds at plus 650, having an over-under win total that suggests they expect them to lose at some point. That's a, That's kind of odd to me. But I think it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough schedule. They've uh, they're going to go into Ann Arbor as the underdog in, at the end of November, well, unless Michigan comes out of the gate and just completely stumbles and, and doesn't look like the team they've been the last two years. They're going to be the favorite in, in that game in late November. So the odds makers are clearly looking at that one and saying, "Well, let's uh, see what happened a year ago, and the Buckeyes still make the playoff." and that was that was an anomaly. That took a lot of things to happen for the Buckeyes to get into the playoff with the regular season loss to Michigan. Um, I don't think that they will get that sort of break again. So to me, if you lose to Michigan, I think they are out of the playoff this year regardless. So um, okay. that's just how I'm viewing it. I think you can more afford to lose in the beginning of the year or a random night game at Camp Randall than you can to lose in that pivotal game because that pivotal game will keep you out of the Big Ten championship game. And I don't think that after what the national media, basically the outcry about giving Ohio State breaks um, to get them in the playoff a year ago, even though they acquitted themselves perfectly fine and proved that they belong there, um, I don't think that people will let that happen again so easily, especially because I really believe um, the Oklahoma-Texas winner is going to get into the 
playoff this year as a way to bump up the SEC heading into next year. And I believe oh. that and I believe that USC has an opportunity to run the table out west. And if they get if they do that, then they're gonna get in. Now they're easily uh, a team that can stumble any step along the way as they normally do. But uh, I bet that you know I'd be shocked if if I'd be I'd be not be shocked if they were in the playoff contention in that last weekend of the year like they were last year. I thought maybe we were in Jay Z's conspiracy corner for a second there with the bump for OU Texas a year out. What a what a wild turn that took. I wasn't expecting I mean, that. I should have wrong. You think it's wrong? Um, if if one of those teams goes twelve and one and wins their wins the Big Twelve, you think they're gonna? I mean, the SEC, like the pre SEC love, will be hard for people to ignore. I mean, not if they still played a Big Twelve schedule and not an SEC schedule. But they will see. I mean, if, if Texas would have won, if, if they would have, if one of those teams would have finished twelve and one last year, they would have got in. I, you know, is the way I view it. So I think that now, if they did that this year and have the additional like uh, ooh la la of the SEC coming, so that they can, so that ESPN can talk about how there's actually three SEC teams in the playoffs this year, like they can, that, that's what they would do. Okay. Um, I don't think the SEC is getting multiple teams in this year. The Big Twelve, uh, the Big Ten, I believe, is much more likely with Ohio State and Michigan. But um, I think we'll have plenty of time to talk about that in November. Um, if you wanted to go beyond the over/under of ten and a half wins for Ohio State, a perfect season is currently plus three forty, is what I saw. No is a massive favorite at minus four twenty-five. So you can get three and a half. Uh, you know what is that? Yeah, that, that makes no sense. The national so. There are better odds on them oh, for the regular season. Okay, for the regular season. Yeah, sorry, I should have clarified. You got three forty well, in the regular season. Twelve and zero. Yeah, I mean, that, I, what what were the odds on the ten and a half over under? That was just a even money proposition. Yeah, I mean, the value is certainly to take the the undefeated the regular season. season. I mean, that's, that's certainly right. where the value would be if you're doing that. Yeah, that's. That's pretty appealing for somebody with Ohio State's upside. Um, all right, so these go hand in hand, obviously. Uh, it is not a line for Ohio State and Michigan in an arbor, but uh, it might as well be. The slight division favorite to win the East is Ohio State at plus 110. They have the best odds in the East. Michigan is second at plus, 20, plus 125. Pretty narrow. Um, and then beyond that, they have the exact same odds to win the Big Ten, which makes sense because whichever one does emerge is quite obviously going to beat the West champion. Um, do you want to place a wager on who's going to win the East? Put any? Would you put any units on Ohio State winning the East at plus one ten right now, or would you rather just wait and get actual odds on the matchup in November? Uh, I would probably just wait if I were in that position to see what these teams look like when you have Michigan's offense, what what Blake Corum's role is, how they balance him and Donovan Edwards if they have the. J.J. McCarthy that played against Ohio State last year or the J.J. McCarthy that played the previous five weeks to that game. Um, If I was forced to take one of those now, I'd take Michigan at plus 125. They're the favorite in that game. It's at home. They clearly have the the momentum against Ohio State right now on the field, so I would probably just take that bet. But, you know, I I think the hard part is if you look at Michigan's schedule, I don't see them losing anywhere else. And Mm -hmm. whereas with Ohio State's schedule, because it's so tough, um, so much tougher than normal, I should say, because of the number of road games. Um, 
I would think Michigan still should have better odds to win the or the the odds should be in Michigan's favor to win the the Big Ten East. Yeah, I think that's I the push. I just don't see him stumbling somewhere else. Right. I think that's the push and pull that's going on with the odds makers in the sports book is because they believe Ohio State is the more talented team, uh, but Michigan's schedule favors them and the location of the matchup head to head works in their favor as well. So like you could tell that they don't want to expose themselves too much to Ohio State because they truly believe they're one of the uh, three best national title contenders. Uh, I'm, I was a little bit surprised that Alabama was second, um, to be to be honest. But uh, I wonder if that the odds for Ohio State are always you know so difficult. They play massive spreads. We talked about that a lot last year. And even in the opener, you have to go out and cover 28 and a half I think it is right now on the road against a Big Ten opponent with three new starting offensive linemen and a new quarterback. Like that's kind of crazy that you have your if you are wagering on Ohio State, which not every person who is an Ohio State fan does, or not everyone who's listening to the show cares about gambling odds. That's fine. Uh, I apologize if you didn't want us to only talk about that today. But and then having to, if you want to bet on futures on your team and to win their division is basically an even money bet. If you don't have any. Hey, we're gonna go prove somebody wrong, and I'm gonna win, you know, five hundred bucks by putting a hundred on my team yeah. in, you know, Indiana to win the East. Like it's probably longer than that. I did not look at Indiana's odds, but like that's some of the fun that I think Ohio State fans probably don't ever get to enjoy. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, you see Alabama there, and you look at everything they lost in the from last season to now. The quarterback situation is completely unsettled. Uh, Tyler Buckner is the presumptive starter, I guess, over Jalen Milrow, who can't throw the football. Um, <laughs> Georgia, yeah, I mean, that seems like a bad thing for quarterback. We've, we've spent so much time this offseason talking about the Ohio State quarterback situation and how they're going into this year with unproven quarterback. Like, so is Georgia, so is Alabama, so is Clemson. Like, it's n- those schools are not being viewed through the same like well if it's all about quarterback play like if you had to if you had to put if we're talking gambling odds if you had to put money down on which quarterback to have a best the better season between ohio state's quarterback georgia's quarterback and alabama's quarterback how the hell would you not pick ohio state's quarterback so if you truly believe that the rest of the ohio state roster is good enough to make them the top three choice in in the national title odds then you would i think want to give them some bit benefit of the doubt when it comes to the quarterback play over Georgia and over Alabama who have guys with even, you know, more question marks. Georgia doesn't have the wide receivers that Ohio state does. Alabama doesn't have the quarterback room from the recruiting standpoint that Ohio state does. Georgia does with, with some of their young guys with Carson Beck, with um, um, this, uh, the Gunner Stockton and, and other guys that they've got in their room. Like they've got a couple five stars, trying to line up and play just like Ohio State does, where Bama's relying on a quarterback from Notre Dame who was pretty much benched most of the year yeah. last year, and a quarterback in Jalen Milrow who they acknowledge like is a is essentially a running back. So um, unless Alabama under Tommy Reese is completely changing their offense and has all of a sudden wide receivers who are comparable to Ohio State's, I don't I don't know where the love for them comes knowing what they lost on their defense and everything else. But I mean, I know Dick Saban, but you always like, you just go, well, it's Saban. So you let it go. Yeah. I think you're kind of underselling one key detail in there for Alabama, which is part of the surprise for me. Tommy Reese was nowhere near their first choice. Uh, Nobody, no offensive coordinator seemed to want that job because of the expectation that Nick Saban will soon be uh, not, uh, 
no longer coaching. It's hard to believe. I was going to say departing, but that's not true because we know he's a vampire and he's going to live forever. I don't want to, you know, change that around. That he's he's clearly got uh, some Tom Cruise in him in that regard. But uh, Tommy Reese and running that offense and organizing it and whatever. What has he done to earn that position with a national title contender? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It does help Ohio State's odds to win the national championship if you are so inclined to pursue them. Um, you have plenty of time still to think. The season is a month and a half away, but Big Ten Media Days is next week, and the start of training camp is after that. So the Podcast Daily is extremely excited for that coverage that we have coming your way, picking up again on Monday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. That's Berm. I'm Austin. We'll talk to you then.